everybody, and welcome back to the Drexel Writing Center podcast. I am Cass. I'm Alessandra. I'm Sophia. I'm Kat. I'm Ben. I'm Ren. I'm Matt. I'm Lily. And I'm Allie. Today, we're going to be talking and discussing about different six-word stories. So it's pretty straightforward. It's a story just based and written only on six words. I kind of wanted to give a little background because this topic actually traumatized me when I was younger. (laughs) Um, And I found the exact one, too. I found the exact quote for the story. It was, for sale, baby shoes never worn. And that was, I mean, like, at first everyone was like, oh, yeah, it's just like, you know, baby shoes never worn. Like, probably just an extra pair of shoes that a baby didn't wear. And then it got into more morbid stuff. So what we're going to be doing is kind of just discussing six-word stories and just kind of seeing the different perspectives that all of our peer readers have. So the first one I found is found true love, married someone else. It kind of gives like right person, wrong Wrong time. I wanted to sort of jump off of what you said, Cass, with the first one. Mm -hmm. I distinctly remember the first time I heard that. Remind me who wrote that. It's It's Hemingway. Hemingway, there we go. I remember that story quite well because in middle school we had a unit on writing six word short stories and it was incredibly difficult you know when you're 12 and you're trying to come up with something that's as punchy as that but yeah it was just an interesting unit i think six word short stories are a fun activity just to sort of stretch your creativity i think it's interesting how you mentioned that you read it in like middle school because i actually just found this story like maybe a month ago i also thought it was really impactful Although Instagram comments did immediately jump into like the morbid conclusion of that story. <laughs> so I didn't even have like a chance to analyze it as something that wasn't morbid. I just think it's interesting that you can only that you can write a story that has so much impact in just six words. I feel like a lot of times when we think about story, we think about like, oh, well, this is like the detailed like language that they're using and like we look at like the sentence structure and the syntax of the story and all of that kind of stuff but like here it's like only six words you have to like give the audience a feeling and an understanding of what's going on with this character and it does that like really easily and I feel like with the first one I can like also really picture like the baby shoes I'm sure we all have different images in our minds about the baby shoes, but I feel like that's not the part that matters, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like it's a good way to get people into creative writing who are not, you know, they consider themselves, quote unquote, bad creative writers. Like, if you introduce creative writing not as a, hey, you're going to write a novel, but like, hey, try and write, you know, six words, make it impactful, make it interesting. I think that's something that sort of everyone can get behind you know even people who don't consider themselves good writers thinking about that it kind of makes me think of like whether or not people would ever use like a secret story as kind of like a jumping off point for writing a larger story because yeah there's definitely ways of kind of looking at just those six words deeper too mm-hmm. i took a class here it was writing in public spaces and our overarching project was to write a piece of fiction and I really like writing fiction. I think fiction's fun, and I've I've written a lot of it. But the way we started it was by sitting on the Schuylkill Trail and by watching people. And we had to pick a person that we had seen and kind of sneakily take a picture of them and then write sort of 
a couple of paragraphs about their life, you know, their imagined life. And I really liked that because it was a good jumping off point of a short story. So I actually found another one. I've been kind of just like looking through some of them. Some of them, a lot of them are like, I guess for me, it was like a lot of them are really depressing. But I found one that was from the Salt Lake Community College by Kelso Lopez for the Race Card Project. And the six word story is man-made disease devouring your soul. Not like immediately to me, it feels like, I don't know. I've been watching a new anime called Trigon, and like the whole point is that like people train against their friends and each other in order to like try to be more powerful or like trying to make more money. And I feel like that almost directly reads as greed to me. It's like man-made disease devouring your soul because I feel like if someone gets greedy, they lose their soul. You know, and it's almost like an endless cycle. Like it's something yeah. you can't escape from. Like, mm-hmm. if, like if you're sick, you gotta go get medicine and pay them even more. Like, yeah. yeah. Sort of jumping off of what Ali just said, there is a YouTube series that some of us may have heard of called "Are You Scared?" It's basically where stories get sent into the YouTube channel, and um, these two guys read them aloud, and they sort of do commentary. It's very amusing. And one of them from winter 2021 was that, like, basically, this guy needed a job. He gets hired by a company where there's like one decrepit old employee who has an oxygen tank and like nine yards and the guy's like yeah this is interesting but he needed to be their social media manager he's like how do you have social media you're nine thousand years old but it turns out that they had created a disease this company created a disease and was slowly introducing it to the population and it was killing like thousands of people and this guy was their test subject to try and make a cure so they infected him on purpose and he was like essentially held held hostage and like they experimented on him to see if they could find a cure but it's really interesting because it feels like something that could happen especially in incredibly capitalistic societies like we'll stop at nothing to make money so i think it's quite interesting it's very thought-provoking i think we all think along the lines of the same thing but there's like different experiences or examples that we can find (laughs) (laughs) also what's interesting is the adjective man-made like a sense of something being superficial or like not necessarily like or artificial or artificial yeah i think that's the word i meant and then the word disease too it it can be a metaphorical disease or it can be like a, a plague of the mind so this one i think is more of a funnier one training wizard expelled for bad spelling kind of reminded me there was a post that was like why then did they hate um Hogwarts students latin and somebody was like because then they would like make spells that are not allowed because that's how you make up all the spells but like that just feels like the kids would start mixing their own words or like yeah. try to figure out latin and i feel like it'll turn into that <laughs> yeah it would just yeah. be worse i actually found a website sixwordstories.net so mm-hmm. be careful st clog plumber booked until monday so everyone's things are clogged everyone's got clogged <laughs> i actually had something happen with my family that was that we have a well we have well water and we're across the street from a 60 acre cornfield so like we don't have public water but our well got something in the pipe to like bring the water up to the house so we not only had no water when we had been running the water it started trickling and then like 
gunk started coming oh, out of the oh, it no. was awful it filled all of our sinks it filled the toilet it filled it literally filled everything and it was i think a tuesday but it was around christmas and i think i was like seven and my dad is panicking and so he calls the plumber he's like please tell me you come out and they're like yeah uh we can't come out until like the following tuesday because it's christmas my dad's like yeah but we host christmas what are we supposed to do <laughs> just, just tell me over the phone what i have to do like, yeah. I don't have to somebody here. just tell me what i need yeah. to do yeah it's a nightmare when your sink or something clogs up it's oh god it's horrible i think the thing about these stories too is that even with such little words so many people relate to different aspects of them mm-hmm. they find such hidden like oh yeah i know the feeling behind that like the sinks clogged a plumber can't come until tuesday and automatically my thought was yeah then they're done that so understandable so relatable it's almost like a meme i want to yeah. say like it's <laughs> yeah like, yeah i saw these on twitter Talk, text, i'll be all text. about them <laughs> yeah, like, yeah i'll be all about them um but i think that's what draws people to them it's like they find them so relatable even with so much unsaid yeah i totally think it's like a just stall you know, in psychology, when they show the shapes yeah. and it's like you fill in the blanks and create a triangle. And I think it's so interesting because with something like a six word story, you're taking it and innately kind of expanding it to, to like fill in the blanks versus when you read like long form fiction, you're automatically compressing it. I just think it's interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. There's a, a book that I just finished called The 100 Year Old Man Who Climbed Out the Window and Disappeared. And my best friend, she's an old-fashioned taste in literature. She loves Tolstoy. She loves War and Peace. That's her favorite book. So I was a little concerned, to say the least. To put this into perspective, it's now 2023. She gave me this book in 2018. She let me borrow it in 2018. So I was able to give it back to her. But with short word stories, there is so much that you can fill in, you know, with your own imagination. This book, which I was fully not expecting, same thing. Like, it was so outrageous what was happening in this man's life that you're like, where is this going? And it, it's cool because you don't normally get that experience when you're reading, you know, pieces of fiction. And specifically for this one, it's a piece of historical fiction. So you really do not get that experience with historical fiction oftentimes. But you did in this case. And it kind of reminds me of some of these. It's cool. Is it clear where, like, time and place takes place it takes place in two different time periods so it starts in 2005 and then it jumps back to 1905 and then it goes through from 1905 to 2005 back and forth with chapters so it's mm. a frame story i love frame stories what's like, a frame story so it's where it's like two stories in one so like if you're familiar yes. with margaret atwood like handmaid's tale and even orcs and Crake, that uses a frame structure where it's kind of like telling two separate stories at the same time like yeah like i think handmaid's tale goes back and forth with like June and Alfred, Horse and Craig, it's like Snowman and, and Jimmy, but they're the same persons with different like names. It's very interesting. She yeah. uses that a lot in her novels, which I think is very interesting. But that's cool. It is that. I was wondering if the, the book you mentioned was magical realism, because usually in a lot of magical realist texts, it's not that, the idea of like time and uh, other like similar qualities in a lot of more concrete like novels or the stories that are more fantastic isn't really explained. So I guess you sort of have to fill in the blanks a bit. Like I'm re- for my magical realism class right now, we're reading The Memory Police. And the book is like extremely abstract, but I think we use a lot of, there's a lot of like projecting our own sort of experiences or a knowledge of others for dystopia, because it's a dystopic novel into it. 
So I find this interesting with like six words, stories, you kind of do the same thing. Like they could go anywhere. Your interpretation of them could go anywhere because it's only six words. There's not much. So even if it's describing something concrete, I feel you could take it and do anything really with it. And when you have the drive or the need to like feel stuff, kind of weird. Because like I said, it's like an instinct to almost be like, well, why is this in club? why are they only available Tuesday? And like you started, yeah. you were like, oh, I've experienced this. Like there's a there's a drive to want to like, well, what's the rest of the story? I don't want to just stick with six words. It's like a seed. So another one is magician's saw table, only used once. So it's like in the, in the act when they split a person in half. Oh! So my, my brain goes to accidental murder. Yeah, me too. I was just going to say, like, nobody, or he, like, just quit being a magician. <laughs> nobody showed oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe the magician's act sucked. Like, yeah. yeah. That actually reminds me. I just went into, like, this whole, like, spiral about learning about, like, Houdini and, like, um, so Conan Doyle, how they were, like, friends, like, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And how he really believed that Houdini had magical powers, which <laughs> led them to get into an argument and led them to not be friends anymore. Because wow. Houdini was like, I don't have powers. Like, Here's a good one. Newspapers piling, grass overgrown. Seen granddad? Oh, wow. Oh, Abandoned house. That, question. that reminds me, back to like filling in the rest of the story. When I was growing up, my cousins, who we were sort of raised like sisters, on my cousin's street, the house, like, sort of diagonally across from them, had grass that was literally the height of a small child. And the roof was, like, collapsing, and it's strange because they lived in an area that that isn't common. And apparently there had been a woman who had lived there until she was, like, 95. And then she passed away in the house. And, like, weird stuff kept happening in the house, so nobody bought it. And it just became a money pit that her son kept pouring money into, trying to, like, fix it and get somebody to buy it. Yeah. And eventually, this Canadian family uh, bought the house, leveled it, leveled the entire lot, like, ripped everything off this lot, rebuilt the house, replanted the grass, like, sodded everything, and now it's gorgeous. And then they were haunted for the rest of the I, I swear, <laughs> it's it's so strange. <laughs> Because, like, again, this is one of those where you can be like, oh, granddad's dead. Or you could just be like, granddad's just too old to get the newspaper or to just grass overgrown and maybe family's yeah. been out of town. This kind of feels like Forensic Files. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> like, whenever I'm watching Forensic Files, I'm like, I know this is going to happen. Like, I'm trying to guess what's going to happen, and I feel like it's the same kind of feeling with the, like, six-word stories. It's like, what was the offense yeah. thinking? Like, were they thinking, oh, yeah, this is just some goofy thing, like granddad's, haha, or was this like, I'm going through grief? It makes me think of that scene in Up after the guy's wife dies, and yeah. Russell goes and knocks on his door. The grass is overgrown, and there's like mail outside and stuff, and Russell's like coming. I don't know, Mondo was sad, but also, <laughs> that was the first image that popped in my head. I'm beside myself. Cloning machine works. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I'm reading it aloud. I was like, wait a minute. That's, That's so, so cool. Because, like, the word beside, like, I'm beside myself, a lot yeah. of times is using the expression of, like, disbelief, but, yeah. like, they're also next to their clone. So it's like they're either, they're either like, you know, in disbelief yeah. that actually worked, slash they're next to the themselves. Yeah. Wow. Weird. Like, double meaning. Yeah. I wonder what. I mean, for me, if I were to, like, walk down the street and see myself, I would absolutely freak out. Like, absolutely. But, like, apparently, 
if you look up the statistic, there's apparently like at least five people in the world who look shockingly like you, which I wonder if I passed someone in the street who like looked very similar to me, but like some feature was slightly off, if I'd realize it, you know? This reminds me of Mandela Effect. I don't know. If yeah. 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 Talk about that. That's so scary. Ooh. She blamed herself. Wallowed, rejuvenated, forgave. That's nice. Gives, like, Edith Wharton House of Mirth. Like, <laughs> gives, like, 1800s literature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The wallowed, like, rejuvenated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. This kind of, this one specifically makes me reflect a lot more. Where I'm like, what yeah. if I felt... Like that. Like, it kind of reminds me of uh, Joe from Little Woman. Because, like, she blames herself for being lonely. I'm specifically talking about not the novel per se, because I think I have Timothy Shelley. But, like, she blamed herself for being lonely. Because she was like, oh, maybe I should have tried harder. Maybe I should have gone with Lori, even though I actually didn't like. But then she, and then she obviously wallowed for a little bit. And then she kind of came out of that stronger than what she was at the beginning. So, yeah. Funny thing, yesterday, one of my, my last appointment yesterday, her uh, essay was about little women. Oh, wow. Her, her essay was about little women and a tree grows in Brooklyn, which I had never heard of. Now, my mom, I said, oh, yeah, I'd never heard of it. She's like, you've never heard of it. And she freaked <laughs> out. I was like, yeah, I've never heard of it. You know, it's set in, like, the post-war era of World War II. Like, I've, of course, I've never heard of it. But the essay she had a really good start. She had, like, really in-depth paragraphs. And I I almost wonder if starting with a six-word story would have helped her come up with a more solid thesis, because we spent, like, the majority of the appointment coming up with a thesis for her. And I wonder if she had sort of started with a brainstorming technique like that, if it would have helped her. All right. So thank you so much again for tuning into our podcast and we'll see you guys next time. If you want to make an appointment to go to drexel.mywconline.com and, you know, pick any of your favorites from today's podcast and schedule an appointment with us. Uh, Any and all types of writing is welcome. And of course, any appointment process is welcome.